The lawyer of convicted killer U.S. Marine Joseph Scott Pemberton insists he is qualified for early release. COVID-19 deaths in Asia surpass 100,000. And Philippine inflation eases to a three-month low of 2.4% in August. Good afternoon. I'm Carmina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. Thanks for joining us. The camp of convicted killer U.S. Marine Scott, Joseph Scott Pemberton files its reply to the Laude family's appeal against its early release. See, the family of Pemberton's victim, transgender woman Jennifer Laude, argued that the good conduct time allowance is only for Filipino convicts and does not cover foreigners. Pemberton's lawyer, Rowena Garcia Flores, disagrees. Now, if you notice the uh, motion for reconsideration filed by um, the Laude family, it doesn't cite any law on why the GCTA should apply. But the GCTA is very clear in its provisions. It does not distinguish as to the nationality of a person covered by it. When people say that it is not applicable to Pemberton, they have no legal basis. Criminal law expert attorney Ramon Esquera, meanwhile, says there is a need to clarify how the GCTA computation was made. He adds, under the law, only prison officials and not a judge can make the computation and recommendation for prisoners. Ang issue dito eh, ginampanan ba ng huwes at kung sino mang kinauukulan yung kanilang mga tungkulin. Usisahin natin saan ba nang galing yung computasyon na yan sa Bucor ba yan, kanino yung prison records, at uh, uh, ano ang uh, ito ba'y pinagbataya ng U.S. Another high-profile individual linked to illegal drugs dies in prison. Former Osame City Councilor Ricardo Ardot Parujinog found dead this morning in his detention cell in Osame City. He was supposed to attend a hearing today. Police say there were no signs of violence or foul play. PNP Chief Camilo Cascolan has ordered an investigation and the Osamis police chief as well as the officers on duty the night before Parihinog was found dead have been placed under restrictive custody. Parihinog was arrested for drug and illegal firearms charges after being deported from Taiwan in 2018. He was a member of the Parihinog clan, most of whom were killed during a raid, make that a drug raid back in 2017. Last July, several convicted drug lords, including J.B. Sebastian, allegedly died of COVID-19 inside the new Bilibid prison. An investigation is ongoing over those deaths, which are being doubted after their bodies were supposedly immediately cremated, citing health protocols. Asia passes a grim milestone, make that milestone in the ongoing pandemic. The region has registered more than 100,000 COVID-19 deaths out of 5.4 million declared cases. India has the most number of fatalities, accounting for nearly three-quarters of all the deaths in Asia. It's followed by Indonesia, Pakistan, China, Bangladesh, and the Philippines. India has also reported the biggest spike in the number of cases worldwide just this week, with more than half or with more than half a million new patients and over 6,800 new deaths. Despite the rising numbers, India's health ministry defends the government's decision to lift the restrictions around the country, saying, while lives are important, livelihoods are also equally important.
is the latest now in business. Philippine inflation eases to a three-month low in August. The consumer price index slowed to 2.4% from 2.7% in July. On the back of lower prices in food and in non-alcoholic beverages. Inflation in the national capital region, meanwhile, was slower than the national average of 2.2% due to lower transportation costs. BPI's economist June Neri believes the downtrend in inflation can also mean a further drop in consumer demand last month after Metro Manila and nearby provinces were again placed under stricter COVID-19 lockdowns for two weeks. It's good for the market because it probably means the BSP will have more flexibility in its monetary policy. It could also be a sign that maybe during the month of August, demand was probably weaker than, than July uh, as we had implemented uh, MECQ, transport and mobility restrictions. Even though the August inflation report came in below the Philippine Central Bank's projection, Governor Benjamin Diokno says the latest figures support their full-year inflation expectations and that inflation will stay benign over the policy horizon. The number of registered online businesses here in the Philippines grew by 4,000 percent since Luzon was placed under lockdown in mid-March. That's according to Trade Secretary Ramon Lopez. He says during the March 16th to August 31st period, more than 73,000 online businesses registered with the DTI. This is a sharp increase from the 1,753 registered online businesses from January to March 15. On the other hand, Lopez says complaints involving online transactions, well, that also rose. Of the more than 12,600 complaints from August to March, around 8,000 were recorded during April to May when the strictest level of lockdown was imposed in Metro Manila and in other areas. The Philippine Environment Department hits back at critics who question its move to dump synthetic white sand on Manila Bay. Environmental Undersecretary Benny Antiporda says there will be engineering interventions in place to prevent the artificial white sand from being washed away. He points out that the dolomite boulders used for the project are made out of calcium carbonate, which he says isn't foreign to Manila Bay's ecosystem. These statements come after Mahad Lagmai, executive director of the University of the Philippines' Resilience Institute, questioned the sustainability of the project. If you put the white sand there in that place, chances are during storms and during high tide, uh, when the waves are high because of strong winds, uh, all of this sand will be washed out. It's really going to be expensive if you want to continuously replenish that white sand there because that's foreign material. Hindi magandang sabihin na because of the storm surge is malamang ganito mangyari. So we, we need to come up with a thing that's study before we come up with our own opinion on this. Para naman, fair naman to sa mga taong gumagawa ng uh, ikaw ay maganda para sa ating bayan. Antiborda also defends the timing of the project amid the COVID-19 pandemic. This was done uh, more than a year ago. Naalokita po yan, nabita po yan, hindi po yung bagay project. We cannot connect this with the pandemic. No? So kung siguro kung pera lang ito na pwede natin i-jungle from one place to another, 
The Philippine government urging locally stranded individuals to register with their local government units so they can finally go home. Assistant Secretary Joseph Encabo, lead convener of the Hatid Tulong program, says this will facilitate the travel of LSIs to their home provinces. Encabo adds the Hatid Tulong program has already helped more than 100,000 stranded Filipinos, but he admits there are limitations to the initiative. Kasi natin balansin, no? uh, hindi kasi kagad natin yan maipauwi lahat na sabay-sabay. Kasi sa panibagong approach po ng ating tulong, sana maintindihan po ng ating mga kababayan LSIs uh, na ang approach po ngayon is clustered. No? Depende po sa mga regions na pwedeng tumanggap o mga probinsyang tumanggap. At uh, pangalawa, uh, dahil sa limitasyon ng ating mga kagamitan, at ng mga sasakyan na gagamitin, ay uliitin ko po, hindi po natin silang maiuwi ng sabay-sabay. Uh, kaya po nananawagan kami na kung maaari po sana, ay uh, sundin ang proseso ng uh, hatid-tulong initiative. Uh, makipag-ugnayan muna sa kanilang local government unit. And Cabo also assures the public the government will provide LSIs with shelter within the week. That's after hundreds of Filipinos were stranded at the Libingan ng Mga Bayani for nearly two weeks. Wives of Filipino fishermen who went missing after their ship capsized off Japan crying for more information on the rescue operation. Lizelle Pitogo and Justin Marie Paya said they only learned through social media the Gulf Livestock One sank on Wednesday. They add authorities have yet to contact them. The ship's 43 crew members are of the ship's 43 crew members, 39 are Filipinos. Umihingi po ako ng tulong para po makahingi po ng mga updates. Yung tulong na rin po para sa pagre-rescue. Para po sana yung mga contact nyo. Ma-relay ma, ma, po sa amin yung mga nangyayari. Kasi ang hirap po para sa isang katulad ko, ilipat yung maghapo na wala kaming mabalitaan kahit ano. Sana kahit man lang po konting pag-asa, yung tulong nyo po, ibigay nyo po sa amin. Kayo lang po yung pwede naming malapitan. Philippine Labor Secretary Silvestre Bello III says he tried but failed to get updates from officials in Japan. Sereno Eduardo, a Filipino who survived the sinking, says the livestock ship lost an engine as it sailed through choppy seas. Eduardo was rescued in the East China Sea by the Japanese Coast Guard. A victim who was detained and tortured during the martial law rule expresses dismay over the House bill seeking to declare the birthday of the late dictator Ferdinand Marcos as a special non-working holiday in his home province of Ilocos Norte. Loretta Ann Rosales, former chairperson of the Philippine Human Rights Commission, says the bill reflects the House's total submission to President Duterte, a known ally of the Marcoses. He believes in Marcos. He promised the Marcoses that he would bury Marcos in Libingan ng mga bayani, knowing fully well that the people have been against that for quite some time. In 2017, he came up with a proclamation saying that Marcos' celebration 
during his birthday should be a non-working holiday for Ilocos Norte. She also notes the province of Ilocos Norte is part of the Sovereign Republic of the Philippines and not the private property of the Marcoses. How dare they come up with a bill celebrating a dictator when in fact we have already toppled the dictator. Di ba nakakabastos, nakakainsulto, nakakadismaya? You know, I felt so disgusted. We don't celebrate dictators. We topple them. The mayor of New York's third largest city suspends seven police officers in the death of a black man last month. 41-year-old Daniel Prude died on March 30th when his family took him off life support. A week earlier, law enforcers saw him running naked on a street and put a hood over his head. They then held him down for about two minutes, causing him to suffocate. What I saw in that video was a man who needed help, a man who needed compassion, a man who needed humanity, a man who we should have respected, a man who was in crisis. Our response to him was wrong. We can't improve our city or improve our nation until we face the reality. We face the undeniable truth. Racism is alive and well in every system in America. And the buck stops today with me here at City Hall. Prude's Chicago-based family has released police body camera video that captured his fatal interaction with the officers. His 18-year-old daughter believes there's a cover-up in his death. Prude's family plans to file a wrongful death suit. Rescue workers find signs of life in the rubble of a building one month after the massive explosion at a port in Beirut. According to state media, a team with a rescue dog detected movement under a destroyed building in one of the capital's worst-hit areas Thursday night. A pulsing signal was also detected, setting off a frantic search. After several hours of digging through rubble, however, the operation was halted because the building was just too unsafe. Rescuers are now waiting for heavy machinery to arrive. The blast in Beirut killed 191 people, injured 6,000 others, and leveled large parts of the city. Some sports action now. Another nail-biter in the NBA playoffs. The reigning champions, Toronto Raptors, potentially saved their season thanks to a buzzer-beating three-pointer by OG and... And Yunubi to edge the Boston Celtics 104 to 103 in game three of their series. The Raptors game winning play came after Boston's Donald Thighs put his team up by two with just half a second remaining. Kyle Lowry had 31 points for Toronto, which is or which still trails Boston one to two in the second round series. 
Meanwhile, the Denver Nuggets got a rude awakening in their Western Conference semifinals clash with the Los Angeles Clippers. After getting just a one-day break from their grueling seven-game series with the Utah Jazz, the Nuggets just ran out of gas in Game 1 against the Clippers, losing by 23 points. The Memphis Grizzlies' fantastic freshman Jean Marant has been named the NBA's Rookie of the Year. The court general was a unanimous or a near unanimous winner, garnering 99 out of 100 first place votes. The other first place vote went to number one pick Zion Williamson, who missed majority of the season due to injury. Marant led all rookies in scoring and assists and nearly guided the Grizzlies make that the Grizzlies back into the postseason. Now, before we go, here's a sneak peek into new inventions from all over the world that aim to make life easier during the pandemic. Among them are products from a Danish robotics company focused on bringing the office experience to work from home employees through robots. So if you have some team members that are isolated at home or in quarantine, they can use a robot to connect with their colleagues in the office. They can roam around the office, go to the coffee machine and have these informal talks that you not, uh, normally can have uh, over Skype and planned meetings. For pet owners who are afraid of going out, a South Korean company has come up with a new app that allows cats to get moving in a fitness wheel. Meanwhile, a new app by a Berlin-based company allows plant lovers to care for their plants via Bluetooth. And that'll do it for today's edition of Dateline Philippines. Thanks for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. You can watch highlights, recaps, and exclusive content of our shows online. Subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Stay safe, everyone, and stay with us here on the News Channel.